Hello and welcome to the May 2014 edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I am your host. Joining us today is Simon Chun. Hey, my name is Simon, though I can, you know, debate whether my last name is Chun or not. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, good. It's <laughs> We might have a stranger on the podcast. David. I think we lost David. Sorry, I'm, I'm here. I messed everything up. No. Wait, what so, happened? I accidentally closed it out. Oh, okay. Well, you're here well, now. Do you want to start, start over? over? Yeah, we'll start over. No, okay, we don't my need bad. to start over. That's, that's fine. Just, just cut it. Fine. <laughs> oh, Leave it as is. <laughs> Keep it all together. It's fine. I think we're good. Right, Hi, David. Hey. We'll do it live. Hey, David Kreinberg. What's How up? How are you? I'm all right. It's good. Cinco de Mayo. It's the day where people drink, but I don't drink, so I'm just going to stay in bed and cry. Wait, I thought Cinco de Mayo is where we... Uh, celebrate the liberation of Mexico by drinking. By and drinking, but you're not. Are you wait? Are you Hispanic? No. Are you Mexican? like they need an excuse? Is this an excuse to drink? Yeah. It's oh my gosh! Always be like just like St. Patrick's Day, Dad. Why is that? Why not celebrate Children's Day? What is wrong with you people? Because we're not Koreans. You're not Mexican. So I'll celebrate the Day of the Dead. Mexico is right next door. We celebrate That's very here. fair, I guess. We import Asian goods. Yeah, but they're all the way over on that other place. But not Korea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is nonsense. This is insanity. Who cares about the kids? Good episode <laughs> so far. Yeah. Amazing. I saw that episode of Pokemon. They celebrated Kids Day. Hmm. So, so, yeah. And Adam, Adam B. Tilly is also joining us. Hey. 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 Is it, is it hey. debatable that. Vitali is actually his last name. It's Vitali. Vitali? Okay, so Vitaly. it is Vitali. Vitali? Yeah. I, I'll go with Vitali. 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 Wait. Vitali. Have you been, uh, have you been pronu- mispronouncing his name on purpose the entire past, like, four episodes? Or what, no. Did, okay. I, I just have a terrible time with people's names, apparently. It doesn't really matter. It's no redemption. You didn't even try to redeem yourself. From now on, I'll just go by the first names. They don't need to know you guys' last names. <laughs> That's my excuse. I'm going to stick with that and not bring it up ever again. Good. Is that okay? Because you suck at pronouncing last names. <sighs> I do. It's, I have a terrible time remembering people's names, too. I never seem to. Even people like I've known like in high school and college for years, I still forget them when I walk up to them like, ah, can someone else say their name? <laughs> I don't remember you. I know your face. I'm good with faces. I don't know if you guys are kind of like I that, th- too. I think everyone kind of has that moment at times. Yeah. And it's odd because I have, like, this really good memory of other things. Like, I can remember something that happened, like, years and years ago, but, like, last week, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's I have that kind of memory. Do you remember my name? I don't know if you remember or not anymore, oh, dude. I, I know your first name. I don't know if you have a last name. Okay. As long as we get that part straight out, you know. Good. It's it's because like you say that once I'll probably remember for like twenty four hours and then it's gone. Like, uh, man, this podcast has already been derailed so hard. It's not. Yeah, even- no, it's fine. Record it's time. It's good. Good job. It's, it started off like right off the bat, David. Yeah, it's- I already messed it up. Uh, just he's like he just he had enough. He just immediately shut it off. Yeah. He's like I was, ah, I was just like screw this. My uh, my life is messed I'm up. I'm gonna talk about. It. <laughs> I can't believe it's already May. Yeah. I can't believe E3 is next month. Right? Yeah, it's... Whew. That's going to be fun. E3 is nuts. Gonna yeah, announcement day for Sword Art Online. Woo! Wait, what? 
They have a demo maybe there. I'll play that. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, they announced Sword Art Online Hollow Fragments coming over. And apparently the, what's that uh, PSP game, Infinity Moment? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's coming with it. They are doing it. Why? Yeah, an HD remaster is that coming. Well, um, Hollow Fragment has got uh, Infinity Moment. That's like the first chapter of the game, like the first part of the game. Is that that's slightly changed? Yeah. Yeah, and so that was already kind of in the game. I assume it's just to, which is kind of odd, appease the people that... Uh, it's kind of like it's just slightly redundant to include it with it with the game when when the when it has it already included or whatever. I don't know. This is it's not extremely equivalent, but that's like saying here we're going to give you Persona Three FES for the Vita, but here's a copy of Persona Three with it because fuck it, why not? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm actually I'm actually for that though. It's like I'm not going to complain against added value. I guess it's but like, it's just you're paying the same price. Yeah, I mean, it depends. I don't know enough about that to understand what the difference is, but I know that uh, it starts with Infinity Moment stuff and then it continues on. Because someone brought this up on Twitter to me yeah. while I was reading it. They were, like, saying, what, is it just the same game twice? I don't understand because they thought it was just a whole remake. And uh, I don't know. It's I don't know if it's, like, they bought it and they got, like, they got that with the license deal or something. Like, well, we're not going to release this separate, I guess, because that's going to take too much budget, you know, too much money to market this separately and put out on the store, so why don't we just group them together? So This is digital only, right? That one is. Yeah. No, so no, no, no. no. Hall oh, it's, uh, well, yes. I mean, it's it's kind of all one package, is what I understand. Is it? Digital okay. only. Well, I guess. Damn it, I wanted a physical copy, but fuck, whatever. But yeah. I guess, I mean, you can always import the um, Taiwan version, which is supposed to have English subtitles, yeah. which is why it, it, made, it was so obvious that it was going to be brought over, because why not? Because they already have the English translation. It's like any time you see a game that has an English something in, over in Asia, it's like, well, it's going to come here. Like Demon Souls, you know, is like the same way. Although it had a, a rocky way to go before it got here. But, um, Other games were announced for localization. Yeah, it was a very big month, Fida. Um, over My Dead Body 2 otherwise known as Orishika, is going to be brought over. And it has, it has a cool cel-shaded look. I'm really yeah, liking it. It's like a cel-shaded like, watercolor type yeah. uh, look to it. So it's like a mix of Vesperia and Graces? Kind of Not quite canvas engine looking. <laughs> I wish... But... Yeah, I mean... Some, I'm not too has, familiar with the game, but uh, looking at some of the stuff they've released for the Japanese release, uh, it's like you have different family members that you kind of make and work with somehow that are diff- that can be different classes um, and you can kind of choose which lineage you're uh, kind of working with and whatnot so I'm not I don't know some of the details but you get like you're working like with these different family members and you can even like adopt others or something like that um, they showed like monks and cannoneers and there's even a character I think it was like a special character who can use summons so, so do they like take after the the traits of them when they I'm, move on. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> that'd be that'd be kind of cool. I like that. But yeah, it's working with like a family and a bloodline uh, of some th- of some sort. Um, and then Sony also announced that same day they announced Freedom Wars, which is like uh, yeah, it's like a Monster Hunter style game only with it's uh, you you get like in the future. Yeah, it's it's, it's not. Uh, it's from what I've heard people play it. It's it's not quite like Monster Hunter. Well, it's got three D three D action type 
game where you, there's lots of different weapons, including like everything from swords, hammers, spears to like machine guns and cannons, uh, cannons yeah. and Gatling guns and things like that. It so, sounds like God Eater too. Um, it does sound like uh, it reminds me of God Eater too, but it's it's apparently it's more uh, has less waifus. Is that is that? It's it's more story. Uh, I guess God Eater was very no story, God Eater's story, story driven. Yeah, yeah. I, I reviewed God Eater Burst and God's Eater God's Eater Burst. Okay, well, it's called Don't God Eater. One God. All I know about Freedom <laughs> Wars is like there's a character <laughs> who had like a like a hundred year sentence or a million year sentence or something like what? that. that yeah, yeah and they, they start like, off the game. It's apparently they start off as criminals, and they have to work out their sentence, basically. And it's um, something, like, ridiculously huge. You, uh, like, bring it down by hunting monsters? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, much. this game sounds awesome already. It, it is. It does. It, everything about this game looks amazing. I'm kind of checking out the trailer right now. and Yeah, it's it's got that same uh, monster perspective, but it's got a completely different style to it. It does... Mind you, of God Eater 2 a little bit, but at the same time, isn't it got the same people who made God Eater 2 helping on it or something? Like, I know yeah, it's yeah, got yeah, the yeah. Dimps working on it. I know. I'm not sure. God Eater 2, that was. Dimps, the people behind the Sonic <laughs> Game Boy Advance series. Uh, Sonic like, Advance like, and all. Like, yeah, Dimps. Or something like Sonic, that? Dimps is doing, like, level design and things like that. Oh. Yeah. But it's it looks really cool, and when they showed it off last year, and um, they had the. In Tokyo Game Show, they already had it like English anyway. So once again, it was obvious it was going to come over, especially because Sony's trying to make that big push. But it's pretty amazing that they've been putting this. And of course, they announced Tales of Hearts R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys know much about that game? No. All I know is all I know is that Tales of Hearts was a DS game released in Japan, yeah. and there was a 2D battle system, kind of a callback to that. The last 2D um, Tales game. Uh, what's it called? The the Link well, system. Well, all the, all the Tales battle systems was like They're linear all motion, sense. linear yeah. motion, something, blah blah blah. Limps, it's the limbs system. Yeah, yeah. Motor linear motion battle something. something yeah. yeah, but anyway, it was it was it was a two D game with sprites. Um, and then Hearts R is like a remake where they changed it to like a three D plane. It's uh, like a shape area. Which some people I think like that, and some people didn't. Uh, so it's it's very different from the original Tales of Hearts, which was never released. Uh, anywhere outside of Japan, but um, apparently this was the most requested game according to Twitter to the yeah. to the huh. Sony's like Shahid. hashtag uh, JRPG movement. Um, so that might have had something to do with it. I'm not surprised uh, that this was the most requested. Yeah, uh, beat out games like uh, Type Zero, which yeah, but which it didn't make sense to be to me fair. Because... To be fair, it was a Vita game where Type Zero isn't, so maybe yeah, yet. Uh, Maybe that tripped people up that they didn't. Well, yeah, we can't really vote for a non-existent game. So I mean, but anyways, uh, so that's coming out later this year or maybe early next year, sometime around. I guess winter. next year. Yeah, yeah um, that makes sense. Late. So, and then I guess finally they also announced coming out actually this month sometime is Soul Sacrifice Delta, which is like a kind of just an enhanced re-release of Soul Sacrifice. Um, yeah. With maybe I'll finally play it, and it has hopefully it has the Wild Arms DLC. That's what I'm more interested. In. Does, <laughs> yeah, they, does this mean that Soul Sacrifice is going to be forever free on PlayStation Plus? Uh, is it still free? It was free. I'm not sure if it's still free. Oh, is it still not free? Okay, never mind. Well, it, was. it was at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know it was at one I, point. That was last year. Yeah. The Vita games that are kind of like perpetually free are Golden Abyss and Gravity Rush. Those are, I think are and still there. Final Fantasy Tactics, I think. War of the oh, Lands. Yeah, for PSP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but same thing, you know. 
But yeah, you know what? You know what? You know what game they should make free for the PSP? Dissidia. Just saying. It's is that even on? That is on. That yeah. is. Wait, is that not on the Vita? I I don't know. I know some people were talking about how they couldn't play it on the Vita. Oh but it's my probably gosh! Got one of those, like, this you have is a to, travesty. Like transfer it from your PS3 to Vita. Can you do Bullshit. that? Shit! Someone should sue Sony. That reminds me what happened. It all came up. That reminds me what happened last month when like every PSP and PSX game was available or playable on Vita for like a weekend. <laughs> Not even a weekend. It was Monday to Wednesday. Oh. <laughs> it was two days. Yeah. Did anyone that, get something? Did any of y'all get a title that is no longer actually available now on the store? I didn't. I was I was nope. on a trip, so I didn't. I couldn't. Oh, damn it. Fantasy Star Portable Two apparently I could play it. Oh yeah. And now and and that was like just a moment, and now it's gone. Like I can't play it anymore, which is a bummer. Oh, like that bought it, and you can't play it anymore. It's that you can't play. You can't. Like, games that are unlisted anymore, it's like you can't re-download them, so... Well, yeah, but you can play it, right? But if you, like, uh, it was there for a moment, and I didn't download it at the time. So what happened to your money, then? It's... I already bought it, like, a long time ago. It was, like, ten bucks at one point, and so I picked it up. Wait, so what happened to the people that bought it but didn't get to... Download it? If you didn't download it, it's... it's, You can't download it now. It's off the servers, so so there's no way. threw money at Sony, right? Pretty much. You can sue them for this, right? Well, it's that it they'd probably come back and say what well, this was. Well, it was never officially announced. Yeah, yeah there might be so. some loophole to prevent. It might, them. It, would be, it might be counted as an exploit, not a. Yeah, damn, they were this is so stupid. I want to play those games on my Vita, dude. I mean, it's very logical when you think about the fact that they would have to s- sign so many licensing deals to agree to have their games sure, appear on Vita like that. But at the same time, yeah, it's people on mass were upset about that and completely understandably so. Yeah, that justified when the uh, best the best uh, system or the potential best system out there was only the best system for two days and then and it was funny because <laughs> it was like on that Sunday they had that uh, up until then on Sunday they had that uh, they had like a sale. $1 flash sale yeah Spyro and, then, and Crash Bandicoot couldn't play it on the Vita and people like I was even looking at this on Friday Friday before and people were complaining on Reddit and things like that about not being able to play that game all the way since like those games came out like 2012 people were complaining about it and then they go on sale and then they're available and then it's just uh, yeah, out of it. Like, it's it's out. Out. <laughs> yeah, like 2013, 2012, those games weren't even out, but uh, the yeah. Vita wasn't out. But, but the that, first Spyro stuck. I love the first Spyro. That was like, the first game I ever bought. Actually, wait, no, wait, no. I meant to say first Crash Bandicoot stuck, not Spyro. Yeah, I was going to say like the first, first Crash. Crash played, time like, is good. Uh, Crash one, Crash one doesn't hold up quite as well. Crash two is pretty great though. Yeah. Yeah, but it's. Obviously, starting off, but now, like, you look at those series now. <laughs> like, if you ever played the PS2 Spyro, that was, as, like, uh, was it Golden, uh, Gary Oldman as one of the friend characters, then you had Elijah Wood playing what? Spyro. That was weird. Yeah, yeah it was like you had a bunch of celebrity talent. Very it. weird. Yeah, but that's, they had, like, a trilogy. But anyway. Um, back to RPGs. Yeah, back to RPGs. Hey, yeah. there are RPGs on that, all right? RPGs suffered. But that would have been great, because just think of, like, how big that would be for Dude, the Vita. that would have been a huge win for the Vita. Like, yeah. I love playing my... Actually, I feel like the Vita is, like, my most played game console within, like, past year. Um, yeah. It's definitely coming to its own. Lots I, of I, lots of Vita RPGs. We just talked about a bunch that were recently announced. Yeah. And then, you know, this month... Uh, oh, and month, Neptunia, Neptunia Rebirth 1. Got right. The remake got of, the, of the first Neptunia game. Yeah, with um, the... But no but even just... It's, it's got the victory battle system, so it's at least it's not the atrocity that was 
the first Neptunia's battle system, which is like you had to use a bunch of like you had to buy a bunch of like these pills from the store, and you had to like change the qual- the. Oh, God, it was so bad. It was like it was a lot of. It seems like it seems like they took the criticism to heart, and when they remade it, they basically just swapped out swapped out the battle system with the better one. I'm not really familiar with the series outside of that. But Wait, is it, it the, is it Natunia 2's battle system? No, it's Victories. No, Victory. what the fuck? I fuck liked this it. Game. Oh, fuck what's this game. About, what's good about Mark? Dumb. Dumb. What's good about Mark battle system? They took out the combo links and shit from us. From uh, what's it called? Okay, the only thing Neptunia Victory did better is that you can go into CPU form whatever the fuck you want, and you have That's to wait it. to meet it. That's what I want. I don't want shit. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck this shit. Not buying it. Not, not buying this Otaku bait anymore. Fuck Otaku bait shit. Well, let me see what what other changes are. I I know it did more than that. They added like a bunch of stuff to it too. I'm not gonna lie. Actually, I find all the Neptunia games pretty shallow. I only like him for like this relatively cool character designs. Like yeah. That's that's me. That's I the only reason I would play Fairy Fencer F. I really really despise Otaku bait games. Like yeah. it's, kind it of... wasn't for the fact like that's when I reviewed Victory. That was I didn't Battle like the game. Battle System good. Three is good. The and the level design of <laughs> Victory wasn't good. Um, they a lot of copy paste a lot of that. But they did that for the first one too, or the second one. All of them were kind of like that. It was like the the going through the different stages. They were all pretty much like the same. That map. is like the, that is the plan for all otaku bait games. Is that they're the, they're seriously super crap low budget. At least it wasn't like was it the first one when you had to wait to the I island to come back around? You didn't. No. Oh yeah, you, I have jumped into trouble. Uh, anything's better than the. I was both. Uh, I, I only played like two hours of the first one. It's it's the the the, the because. And the first one, if, I, if I'm thinking it right, it's that you had to wait till the island came back around to get on, like, for, excuse me, on to Louis or Last Station or anything like that. Um, you had to wait till the island came around, and sometimes you would have to wait for it. Or Oh, really? You know, it was, it oh, was just like... That's so terrible. They, they I have, have no idea what you guys are talking about. It's basically, like, <laughs> think of it like you're on a continent in an RPG, and you, you have, have to wait for the other continent. So come back floating around to you. That is so fucking dumb. Who designed was, this shit? Tell me this that, person is not working in an industry anymore. What the fuck? It was really bad. You're going like ABN over there, Simon. Wait, what? No, nothing, never mind. I do know that they also removed the scout system from Rebirth. So it's, you don't longer send scouts out to go into different places to find items and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm glad that's like gone. the equivalent of Mass Effect, like uh, yeah, you send like you like I'm gonna take you, 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 you go off into this one place and try to find some items or find oh wait, a way they did that in Victory. Yeah, that's what it was. They took that out. In oh, because that was bullshit. Fuck that. It, it, was it never, so it never made any sense. Like I couldn't figure it out. Like because you would send them off to a place, you raise the flag or lower the flag, and then trying to get these. Um, and, and you send them off, and they could affect them different ways. Like, you could make it so that the monsters there could be stronger, or, like, the experience could drop, or yeah. something random. So, I'm, I'm glad that's gone. Even with the shitty game, like, Neptunia Rebirth, the Vita is the best system out there. Just saying. <laughs> I'll wait till I play Rebirth. Because Neptunia PP is coming, so I'll be excited. But <sighs> you and your that's games. Well, what I was trying to bring up earlier is that there were two Vita RPGs that released this month. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what? One of them involves pregnancy. Yes. Well, exactly. It's something about Conception 2, which, which is, I got to review. So how many the, kids did you make? Just out of curiosity. You need, you need to answer this question. You, basically, it's important to make as many kids as possible. Right. So I made, well, you can have up to three teams of three kids. 
with you, with your main group. So you have the you have the main guy, and then whatever the seven, I think it's seven girls that you want to take with you. Oh, and then awesome. you can have nine kids that take with you, and but their teams of three. It's actually kind of cool. So wait, um, well, how many total kids did you make? That's, total kids. That's, that's the thing that like matters the most. Forty kids with one girl. Oh my so gosh. She was like a. She was just like a, hall, a hallway at the end of it. It was just you could walk in. But okay. no, it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's 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 it's, it's not sad sex. It's, they don't really have sex, although they really want you to lead to, you to believe that it is. It's like Wait, it's they don't have spirit. Sex kids? It's, it's star it's like, kids. It's like they are. It's like you hold hands and you're oh my god, your feelings for Fantasy. each other make a kid. This is totally otaku bait. Oh my god! It's like demolition man. They put on the headphones and then you know they do like the zapping motion and then they have kids. <laughs> No, that's sex. No, it's it's a lot of like innuendo as you would expect, uh, and the scenes are very suggestive, like straight up naked girls without nipples and just like moving around and just what? The <laughs> uh, it's 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 so that. it's so absurd and over the top. Like you can't take any of that. It's not it, you can't take any of it seriously. Like people point that and say like this is wrong and sexual. It's like it's so absurd and it's. So it's Straight bad, up. raunchy, absurd. It's a harem to the extreme. It's it's harem uh, behavior to the extreme. It's not. It's 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 so silly Japanese thing. It's it's that game never takes Wait, itself seriously. Is this better than like Atlas? they have? It's so, so hard it, to believe that Atlas decided to bring that over. Just like I believe it. Look like Look, localized the game. Alley. <laughs> the the writing is very well. Everything about that game is very Persona. Uh, but the like okay, Whoa. so yeah. The two, you, 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 what they call it when you get with another girl and have kids, they call it class mating. Um, they introduce something later with two dudes called class manting. And then you what? have three guys, and it could be try manting. Oh, God. It's uh, three dudes, I'm or th- uh, you and two girls try, uh, try mating or try, uh, try manting, as it were. And so you can have kids with the other guys. So it's now opportunity. Wait, what? Opportunity. Uh, so you, what? And you, you might have like. And it's very like uh, class based. Man, imagine so if you have kids, what sex ed was like. <laughs> so you can have, you can have one kid, or you could make you can make a lot of that's a lot of permutations that you could uh, experiment with. Yeah, <laughs> you can have you can choose between two different girls, like two different like um, uh, anime stereotypes. Like you want to get with the, the lolly character and the girl with the big sunburn. All these kids, and then you have like so when you make the kid. Uh, you can have either one kid, or you might have twins. There's a chance to have twins, and then twins they cool. they might have they they all have their own classes you too. So you can choose between like uh, it's it's straight up class based um, kids. So you can have ones that are like mages, guardians, um, like paladins. Uh, and I saw something that like kids can like turn into like robots. What? <laughs> yes, they. If you uh, you have to like. Um, if you get the this bar to a, a certain point, you can select this option on the attack menu where it turns them all into like this giant, this mech that has like stronger, obviously stronger spells and better defense and attack. So basically, like you want to use that during the boss battles. So yeah, they they do. So yeah, so, so your your little star children can kind of like all merge into like a giant mechanoid. Yeah, because reasons. Mega babies. It's it's more than just yeah, it's it's more than just battle though. It's that when you have these kids, so they all at the beginning of the game they all have like a level cap to them, and then you know obviously if your um your relationship status with the other girls as they as it goes up because there's levels, um they the level cap for the kids goes up too, and so once you reach that cap, which it turns like a star, you you can make them go independent, um. 
And it's, 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 it's kind of this funny thing where it's like, it's like, I'll see you later, Dad. I'll, I'll, I'll hope to see you when you become an adult. And so they go off, and then the city's uh, level also goes up when you make them go independent because, you know, they're going off to become business people. And then you unlock other places to visit and then more items in the, in the stores. It's so it's, weird. It's, it's, it's got a lot like more depth. high right now. <laughs> it's got more depth than you think. And it's, it's got some, it's got some interesting things too. Besides like lo- loving up the town and all these things, it's that it's kind of nice when you're running around a dungeon and you have nine kids all running around with you, like just like little, like they just run around, little models running around with you, like these kids, and they say things from time to time. It's like, Daddy, can I hold your hand? And it's it's all it this like a trip to the park. It's like, all right, kids, <laughs> let's go to the dungeon. Come on. I kind of wish they would go so far as to have them like the kids run up and hit at a monster and then run away because they usually run out and come back to you and like, what are you doing? Please Get back. You here. can have a star dog in this game. It's tough. It's tough. It's, it doesn't go that far. Although the it might um, as well. I don't understand. Some of the some of the uh, uh, stories are interesting. Like the some of the female characters, their stories are interesting. But can you play as a girl? I feel like this would be much more interesting if you could also play as a girl. No, but as I mentioned, you can get it with guys. So. That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it why? Sense. Why? And they said they figured out a way. This game is sexist. How can it be sexist when you have it with guys and girls? Because you're not a girl, and I don't even know. Whatever. It's they, okay, wait. So there was like a joke girl said, like get with the get with the crotch burning. It's like friction. That's what she oh, said. Stop! 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 And it's like it's it's funny because after they come up with those like. Oh, these, these, the other people are not class talking. They want to know if we're dating. I, I tell them no. It's it's just I'm something they find out. It's your 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 relationship with Chloe, right? You just stay with Chloe. It's uh, I'm I'm not interested in dudes. It's fine. <laughs> so, so this game sounds interesting. What's bad about this game? I need to know. Um, I have to like pull up my review because it's it's I've I've been playing so many other games lately. Well, I I mean, well, a couple of the most things, glaring flaw. The glaring fault flaw is the um. The dungeons are kind of palette swapping. It's it's none of it. It's not like Etrian Odyssey where you can be outside or in this in this crowd like very this building or something like that. It's all is it all these straight corridors. Is it like it's, Persona Three? A little bit, but it's it's very much exact same layout, exact same like they obviously have randomized quote unquote, but it's a lot of like okay, you have this small box area where these monsters are, and you go to any of these doors, boom, you're in a hallway, and so they're all like that. Like every single one is that you have one one area with the enemies, and then you're in a hallway, enemies hallway, and so on and so forth. So the monsters aren't very out there, but the plot. Especially towards the end, kind of falls apart. Like, who are the hell are these guys? I don't. Wait, you actually play this game for the story? I beat the I beat the game, but no, the the character development is fine. It's okay. it's it's the it's the plot itself, which is like uh, I didn't know. Really you have me sold. I'll check out the demo for this game. It, it's the demo apparently leads into the main game, so oh, okay, it's, that's sort of cool. uh, uh, You can actually carry it over. It's worth trying it out. Um, I gave it a seven on the site, but you also the rate music is high, good. So this is probably a six. So it's got, it's, like I said, it's very persona. Like the music, it's got a lot of J-pop in it. Like the music, Wait, it's like even the scene during Shoji Mokuro or a oh, name. no, it's it's different. But it's got like in in the battles there. There's a this game was developed by Spike Chunsoft, right? Yeah. Oh, is Atlas. it really? Yeah, it's a Spike game. What so the shit are they developing and publishing this crap when we can have well, be having Zero Escape Three? Yes. What is wrong with the world? This is bullshit. I quit. This, 
To be fair, they also made Conception 1, and that was, it's... Wait, I thought it was just called Conception 2. I didn't know. No, it's a sequel. It's a sequel, but it's it's a standalone. I heard the first one was a lot better, actually. The first one was never released. Yeah, it was never localized. This is the second game, but apparently wasn't any... It was just a small connection in, like, ideas, but not anything else. What system was the first one on? PSP. I thought it was PSP. Oh, was it PSP? Oh, yes. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking this one. I feel like I just watched oh. a, co- a scene out of comedy. That's a DSPSP. Oh, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, PSP. Okay. I forgot it was PSP. Yeah, it was PSP only. This one is 3DS and Vita, but you played yeah. the Vita version, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Apparently, in the world. <laughs> apparently, the but the, the issue with... It's a dungeon crawler, but the problem is, is that you have no control. There's, like, no Vita or 3DS functionality at all. That's good. Like, someone told me that. Like touchscreen. Well, I I I kind of like it though when like especially dungeon crawlers when you can map something or like you can make mark like notes and oh, stuff like shit, that. Oh shit, that's fucking ingenious. Yeah, that that's what happens in Etrian Odyssey four and in other Etrian Odyssey titles. You can make notes in certain spots to like say, okay, this is a space where you can recover your health at any point. So, but in this game, there's no at functionality at all with the beta touchscreen, so you can't tap something or anything like that. You can't easily get through the menu or something. And then on the 3DS, apparently, like, um, nothing's navigatable. Like, you can't mess with the map on the bottom screen or anything like that. It's very limited on that stuff, so. I'll check Which it is out. A, yeah, other than that, it was... It, and the battle system's kind of cool, too. I like it. It's a lot of tug-of-war stuff, especially, like, locking chains, and then you're forcing the enemy down the line, and you have a lot more time to attack, so... And it's it's all about fighting on other sides. But anyway, that's enough conception too. Yeah. Enough uh, about. Oh, well, actually, no. Let's keep the pedophilia uh, train running because uh, it's not pedophilia. Other... You're not having it with girls that are underage. <laughs> there was another They're game with uh, children in it. Or you're both in high school. It's fine. Children. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, there was a, another game with a uh, child in. Child. Child. Child of light. It's not a star child. No. What is it called? Not a star child of light. Child of light. Tell the light. Yeah, you reviewed the game, Adam. Right. Yes, I played it. I played it on the Wii U, but it's on basically every system that's not a handheld. I was like the, the most interesting thing is like this game was not made. It's a JRPG, but it's made by U- Ubisoft of everybody. Yeah. Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, has Ubisoft the same really? Yeah. yeah. Same creative team as uh, Far Cry Three. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Same writer as Far Cry Three. Is it better written than Far Cry 3? Uh, not Blood Dragon, though. Not really. Well, Damn it! I think one of the other without a shitty story, right? Well, it, it, I wouldn't say the story is shitty. It's just, uh, oh, it's, okay. it was kind of in the background, and I kind of just shrugged, shrugged it off. Yeah. Um, so, Child of Light is definitely an interesting game because, you know, it's just like it's this JRPG styled game made by Ubisoft. It's like a small downloadable title. Using the Rayman engine, UB art, and it's just oh. kind of, yeah. So it's just like, okay, what the heck is this game? Like, it, it just has like kind of just weird, you know, how it was even made in the first place. Um, but yeah, it's a side-scrolling RPG. It's some people, you know, have the idea of is it a platformer? Like, is it like a Valkyrie profile, or you know, is there Metroid elements? And no, it's nothing like a. It's not really a platformer at all. Um, it works. Everything works in a 2D like. Uh, Viewpoint, so you only move left or right, up or down, but only you know in a two D plane. Um, but uh, you in this plane, you're you're collecting lots of things, so you're kind of searching nooks and crannies and around you know uh, the environment. You're looking for chests which have uh, items and 
Uh, you can get these. There's a crafting system that uses these gems. They're called oculi, but I'll just call them gems. Um, and that's there is no equipment in this game. You just use these gems that you put on, like for your weapon or your your equipment. Oh, I already um, like the sound of this. Um, and you also can find like stat up items around as well. So that's basically when you're not in battle, what you are doing is you're kind of just exploring around the world looking for these chests and these stat up items. And kind of like in typical Ubisoft fashion, um, you can there's there, there's a limited amount of them, so you can collect them all and uh, it's it's marked down in like the journal. All these uh, okay, collectibles. So it's like looking for flags and uh, yeah, it's that, that's it's typical of Ubisoft. There's these lots and lots of stuff to collect, but right. you don't have to. Like I didn't bother with it, you know, making sure I got every single one. But is there now, a benefit? Well, yeah, definitely because. Crafting gems, you can... The the crafting system, um, it might sound complicated if I explain it just here, but if you just spend, like, a minute with it, it'll make sense. You basically get these gems, and they can be, like, small rubies, and you can mix three rubies together to make a medium-sized ruby, and if you have three medium-sized rubies, you can mix those together to make a large one. Um, Is is it randomized, or is it, like... Is there formulaic, or...? It's it's totally... It's it's not random. Like, and then you can mix... You can mix like a red and a blue together to make a diff- to make a purple, and uh, you can mix like a blue and a yellow to make a green or something. You know, so it's it's pretty right. obvious, and it's it's nothing. There's nothing really fancy about it, uh-huh. and like I said, it, it it makes sense just like playing with it for like a minute. Like ah, uh, it's it's no, definitely not a complicated crafting system at all, it's, which it's which awesome. is a good thing. It's it doesn't you know for a small downloadable game, you're not. I don't think it really needed anything more complicated than that. So, yes, you're, you want to collect these things because making bigger and more gems is always helpful. Um, and, of course, status items, you know, they're status items. They're going to make you better. <laughs> um, the gems, yeah, the gems come with um, effects, too, honestly. Yes, like, like, like for example, the, some gems, like a ruby, um, can add fire elemental to your attack or fire elemental to your defense. Or, like, if you put it in, like, an accessory spot, it might, you know, raise your magic power or reduce damage when you're under 20% health or something like that. Um, So there's lots of different... So there's different gems of different colors, and they do different things depending on where you put them. For example, one gem that I used is diamonds, which if you put that on your one in one slide, it actually gives you more EXP. Um, So I kind of put that there to try to, you know, get as much EXP as possible efficiently. That's how I always do it. Anytime you see the ones that give you XP boosts, I like boosts. I was like, I'm I'm gonna get that. Yeah, put it put it on as early as possible to try to maximize. Uh, Anyways, so it's it's a pretty simple system, and I I don't know. You might you might criticize it for being too simple, but I think for a game like this, it doesn't need to be any more complicated than what it is. Um, Now, how the battle system works, it's a lot like Grandia. Um, Some people compare it to uh, like Final Fantasy ATB. And it has that kind of look to it, you know, just from a screenshot, but it's really more like Grandia, where everything is controlled by a timeline, and every every participant in battle has an icon on the timeline. And it moves slowly um, from, like, a wait period to a cast point. And then when it hits the cast point, everything pauses for a second, so you can choose your action. And then depending on what action you do, your icon has to go from the cast point to the end of the timeline, and, you know, some actions are fast, some actions are slow. And kind of the thing that makes this Grandia-like is if you hit a person who is in the middle of casting, um, they'll be interrupted and sent back to the wait period of the timeline. Um, so what this means is is uh, 
when you attack and when you defend uh, is extremely important to, to look up, to, so to make like, you be aware of. So is it like FF10? Not like FF10. It's not totally turn-based. It's Grandia is the best way to describe it. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so basically every action has a casting time. So when you tell somebody to do something, it'll take a little bit of time for it to happen. Even attacking does. So. Yeah, even attacks. Magic spells, buffs, anything. And okay. now if you hit another person, like an enemy, while they are casting, no matter what it is, they'll be interrupted. But the same goes for you. If you're healing, if you're attacking, if you're casting a buff, if someone hits you while you're doing that, you'll get interrupted and your attacks won't go off and you'll have to basically wait some more. Um, so what you can do is you can defend. And when you defend, your next turn comes up quickly. So it's not like you're, it's not like you're wasting a turn. But it's right, not, right. If your so, opponent can't go in between the, your next action, then you can you can cast the magic freely, pretty much. Yeah. So you 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 it, huh. it, it, it you have to basically know when to defend and when to attack. And like some characters will move faster than others. Like, and another key element to the game is that every you get a lot of different characters in the game. Your main character is a is Aurora. I think like Aurora and then like six others. Really? Um, how wait? How long yeah. is this game? It's like it's ten to fifteen yeah, hours. Yeah, ten fifteen hours. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So, you get like a character every two hours. Yeah. Pretty quick. Like in the first hour, maybe hour and a half, you get a second character. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and you get two. You you always have two characters on screen. So it's kind of like a uh, Paper Mario, actually, yeah, in that you can way. Switch out. Oh, you can, wait. Now, so it's two to the max then? Yes, I, they can have it at a time. But one key thing about the game is that you can switch out characters uh, at any time with no turn penalty. Um, and so what that means is, let's just say I have someone who's ready to cast, but I need someone else's ability. Like, I'd rather use this person. You can switch them out, and they'll be ready to go right then. You don't have to wait. Um, so what this means is I was switching out characters all the time. And on the harder difficulty mode, um, you kind of have to. And it, when you, since you can only have two people out at a time, but you can switch them out all the time without any penalty. So it's... You're basically fighting with your whole party, in a sense, just really only two out at a time. Um, so, and every character gets the same amount of EXP all the time, even if they're dead uh, after battle. Yeah, I like that. So you I don't like have it. to. So you don't have to worry about anything like superficial, like oh, I got to make sure that this character is in battle or that this character is alive. It's just like no, it just all that matters is that you use the characters that make the game make that battle easier for you, so you can deplete the enemy's health to zero, which is as it should be. Um, they do that in conception too, and I appreciate when games do that. It's like I don't want to have to waste my healing items all the time. So to be to be more specific, like sometimes, like if I'm attacking enemies that are very fast, like when my character is ready to attack, I'll switch them out to the Jester character, who is also very, very fast, so that when he attacks, he can interrupt them. And then maybe on the next turn... Is that she? There's actually two Jester characters. There's a male and a female. Yeah. That's spoilers. Sort of spoilers. You spoiled yourself. You were trying to correct him. That's what happens. Uh, My bad. And then, like, maybe on the next turn, you might switch out the Jester right away for, you know, the magic character if you need to use an elemental attack. Um... So the fact that you can switch them out all the time is actually, to be honest, is necessary to win on the harder difficulty. You can't just rely on a certain character because different characters have different abilities, so you need to use those as part of their role. Um, so it it's, ends up being, you know, a very engaging battle system where you kind of have to think all the time, like, what ability could I use right now to, you know, either deal damage or 
sometimes it's best to have a character swapped out to do like a slowdown spell on the enemy because speed is key in this game because everything goes to the timeline. Right. You know, sometimes people focus too much on do damage all the time, but sometimes it really makes things easier if you have the character who can slow down the enemy and basically drastically reduce the damage you're taking. Well, um, yeah, and you also get a fairy character um, right at the start oh, yes. of the game who, who helps you. It's like basically it acts like a mouse cursor. Yeah, so you have the two characters, but then you also get a fairy who's like a tertiary character. They're not really a party member, but what they do is you can control him with the right stick or with the touchpad on a on the Vita or on the on the Wii U. And so, like while all this while all this other stuff is going around, this fairy character kind of interacts totally separate from the timeline, and he can slow down enemy icons. So you can basically um, have him. Uh, slowing down enemies to try to give yourself the advantage to maybe get get your action off before them to interrupt them. Um, so it's kind of this combination of this real-time fairy that you're controlling and as well as kind of paying attention to this timeline. Um, so and there's, and there's also the, um, around the battle, there's like, a, it's, it, at least on the, the easy, the normal mode, there's bushes that contain health and mana and stuff like that, so you yes. can just grab that if you need it at a certain point. It, like, once you use them, they're gone, so you got to be careful, but um, that helps a lot, too. Yep. Um, and so the fairy guy is kind of either slowing down enemies or collecting these health gems while you're controlling, like, paying attention to the timeline. So it ends up being a lot, a lot of things you're thinking about. So, yes, it's turn-based, but it happens kind of all, you know, you kind of have to keep track of things all the time. So it ends up being it ends up being a pretty uh, engaging battle system, and it doesn't really wear out its welcome considering the game is only like ten hours long or so. Um, boss fights oftentimes require there's often like a main enemy and then a couple of helper enemies, so you have to know like how to deal with that. Um, how to I mean, sometimes it's best to, to take out a helper even if the main enemy can revive them soon. Um, yeah. So it's, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of you know choice in like how you approach. You know the combat because there's so many there's many different characters to use. Um, now, if the game were longer um, or maybe like a full fledged game, you the, you might hope there'd be a little bit more to the battle system. But I think for like this scope that they're kind of aiming for, I think it works well. Um, and then lastly, I know Simon was excited about this was like you get a skill tree for each character. Um, and now it's not really a, a skill tree like anything complex. Like a Diablo or anything. Oh, like a license board. Uh, no, it's basically <laughs> each. <laughs> each well, it looks each, like a license board, but it's not. Uh, license each character has like a three different paths you can take them down as they get skill points. Now, most of the things along the path are just stat ups, um, so those aren't too interesting. But different characters have different abilities. Like just the easy one, for instance, is you get a mage character who has fire, uh, water, and lightning abilities. So he's get he has one path for each. So you can send them down a particular path to power up one ability, or you can kind of try to evenly send them down all three abilities at the, or all three paths at the same time. Um, and then, like the jester character, you can send him down a path to um, improve his attack, or another path to improve his healing. Um, so there isn't a ton of customization you can do, but you can focus. You can uh, send a little focus on what each character is doing, um, basically how you use them. Like, for instance, I use my Jester a lot for healing, so I sent him down the healing path to make sure he got, like, the better healing spells and the revive spells yeah. uh, earlier. Because um, I'd, I'd oftentimes just bring him in for healing, so that's what I used him for. So you do get a little bit of control over um, how your characters 
to kind of grow. It's, again, very simple, kind of like the, the crafting system. I think it fits well with the scope of the game. Uh, you know, nothing too complex or, you know, needlessly complex. Um, so that's, all, that's... all in all, I think it's kind of a very tight package. Um, my biggest criticism of the game is that the writing is – it's all done in rhyme. Yeah, yeah that's which, incredibly distracting to me. It's, it's, the Wait. thing about the rhyme is that it's all in rhyme. Like, yeah, everything, everything it's like a fairy is, tale. It's, everything yeah. they talk about, everything no. is a rhyme. Yes, if, even even from the back and forth, like Aurora and her Firefly talk to each other all the time, but it's always in rhyme. I, I think um, each other. This is more a preference thing than the most an annoying bad thing, I think. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, I just kind of it didn't really detract from the game for me. It just kind of you know I didn't it didn't do anything. I um, mean, the way for me, the way it is for me is I just I'm like, okay, how is this going to rhyme with the next thing? Yeah. And I end up not paying attention to what they're actually saying. So no, I don't like, like when the first character appears, the the one that you come in later, they correct her in rhyme. Like, don't you mean this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of the one of the character one of the characters like gimmick is that he can't rhyme, so he always fails like the fourth line of a stanza, and then another character will fix him, um, which is kind of funny, I guess, or amusing. I like. I, like, I think it was cute. Uh, now, so it, and it does kind of get a little bit old. Now, the, the the worst part about the rhyming is that the meter is not constant. So, you know, good poems will kind of have like a specific amount of syllables. You know, each line should be, um, mm-hmm. just to kind of make it fit well. In this, yeah. it's just kind of random. So while the rhymes work, it's sometimes like a line will be like a lot shorter or smaller, and it just doesn't flow very well. So I just kind of you know shrugged a lot of it off. Um, and in terms of the narrative itself, it's it's a fairy tale. So it's you know, it's it's actually a lot like a kind of like a it's kind of like a Sleeping Beauty um, because it deals with Aurora and her mother and her sisters. Um, but I won't go into any more details than that. But yeah, I didn't know about that. <laughs> um, and so it's kind of you know it's it's nothing. I, none of the characters are like super memorable. They kind of all have their you know their their gimmicks. Um, so it's not like you're going to come out of the game saying, like, man, that guy was really cool, or, you know, that guy was interesting. It's just like, man, they're just kind of different people you can use in battle. That's really what they are. Um, so nothing really fancy there. But in terms of, like, the gameplay, the Grandia-like battle system and these kind of different subsystems, like the crafting and the skill tree, I think it's a, a pretty tight-knit uh, game. And it doesn't overstay its welcome at around 10 hours. So I definitely and, recommend it. Yeah. From what I'm getting at, though, is that it's not much of an RPG either, though. It's like you basically have a skill tree and a little bit of the battle system, but that's about it. It's not really much of an RPG at all. Like, yeah, you, like you said, you can't. You can only equip gems. You can't change your equipment at all. You can't change like the stats are set pretty much when they well, go up. You get you get level ups, and level ups will give you stats. Now, the way that it's unlike yeah, maybe a longer RPG is that, you know, there is a maybe a missing sense of progression. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's it's a set stat boost. You can't, like, put, like, I want this and this or yes, this and this. It's like the game sets it for you, which I it, guess is fun. And it isn't a lot of, there isn't a lot of, you know, customization. Like, some RPGs you can, there's lots of different ways you can approach battles. In this game, like I said, on hard mode, in battle, you're going to be kind of switching characters in and out a lot to kind of make sure you get the abilities off that you want. But that's really how battles work. There's no other way you can. There's there really isn't any other strategy that is workable. That that's kind of how you have to do it. Um, yeah. So it's 
some games, you know, you might have, you might be able to, it might be able to, you know, tailor it to different play styles. But in this game, it's like it's either this way or you're, you're not going to like the game. <laughs> so that's true. so. It, it, but um, otherwise, though, uh, for just like a you know kind of a a title you can complete and finish on a weekend, um, I definitely recommend uh, recommend it. And the battle system is fun. Um, maybe a little bit sluggish, but. Um, you you sold it, and then you slowly started to make me not want it. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I think it's worth it just because it's fifteen dollars and it's. it's from that's what I, much, that's what I was going to ask: is how much it was. Fifteen dollars is cheap. Game. I guess. No, so, I I definitely recommend it. It's 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 uh, battles can sometimes even get frantic. Uh, I definitely recommend playing on hard. Um, that's the actually, thing is that they, they apparently they have patched the uh, yeah. The difficulty levels were called normal and hard, and I played like four chapters or so on normal, and I was kind of bored out of my mind because I. And then I realized like I never used a single item. Like I was gathering, I was collecting all these items. Like I said, there's chests everywhere. I'm can like, you Wait. change it mid game? Yes, you can. Oh okay. shit! And so I, I decided I decided to change it to hard, and I enjoyed it a lot more because then yeah, it's really you easy. Had, you actually had to think about what you were doing in battle, uh, and you actually had to use items or sometimes. Um, now it's still not like it's still not like you know, um, brutal. Yeah, um, nail biting hard or anything like that. It's just it's it, it's it ends up just being a, little, a lot more upbeat and sometimes even frantic. Um, yeah, that's I, I kind of always I kind of always uh, um, structure my my game criticism is I talk about what I like first and what I don't like second. But so. Personally, like in terms of like the narrative and stuff, like I didn't that that didn't really detract for me. It's just kind of like uh, I don't don't really care for it, so I just kind of shrugged it off. But in terms of the gameplay, it was yeah, it's it's, it is what it is. (laughs) Um, so how's the soundtrack? Oh, the music is great. Um, Great, it's amazing. I love it. It's written by a 24 year old girl from Montreal. I guess she goes by it's French, so probably not gonna pronounce this correctly. It's like Core de Pirate. Or something. Um, well, I, I don't know how you pronounce that in French or whatever, but it's 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 like um, melancholic and solemnly at times. Um, so unlike a Final Fantasy, which is you know kind of bombastic at times, or like <laughs> it's kind of very calming and soothing. And it visually is very um, it's a very very pretty game. Like you're moving uh, you're moving your character like through a painting. Um, so in terms of presentation. The game is top-notch, um, and that alone, I think, made people um, really fond of it. But it's not just, you know, a pretty game on the surface. Battle mechanics are engaging on the higher difficulty. Um, just um, if you're looking for a game with a, lot, a, a, a large level of customization or um, with a really, you know, deep, you know, subsystems, this, doesn't, this isn't the game for that, but I don't think it needs to be. Okay. Sounds good. I like mm-hmm. it. I like the sound of it. Wait, one quick, one more quick question. Mm-hmm. Is Go this ahead. game better? Is this game's OST better than Bravely Default's OST? No, it's not. Okay. It's, is it a JRPG though? <laughs> I don't understand why they call it a JRPG. That uh, makes it's no JRPG sense. inspired. Do, do you want to have that discussion? I don't want to really? go through that. <laughs> I was trying to start it, but I guess y'all. I, on. I don't really. Bumsies. It's, it's it's so stupid how people think they know what a JRPG is. When you read those discussions, it's like, no, you don't know what it is. It's it doesn't mean it's a 
from Japan, so Japanese RPG. It's like, uh, it's... I think I it's best know. to speak in it's, specifics and not speak in general terms. Like, this yeah. is a game developed by Ubisoft, inspired by classic JRPGs. That's what it is. Yeah. There you go. You leave um, it at that. So, um... Anyways. Yeah. So, check it out. <laughs> it's on basically every console, so... Really? It's, oh, yeah. Uh, Except handheld. Wait, yeah. this is the most important question. Is this game playable on the Vita? Remote yes, play. from a remote play for PS4, yes. Okay. There's also a demo, so if you want to just try out the demo, you can do that. How how good is the demo actually? Like how well, actually know. how representative <laughs> is the demo in comparison to like the full game? I I don't know. I only played the full game, so I don't know what yeah. the demo is exactly. <laughs> I don't want you no help to me. Sorry. Yeah. Well, might as well try it. You know, I I haven't played the Conception Two demo myself, so we do have reviews of both Conception Two and Child of Light on the site. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, on the site. Check it out. Um, Mine doesn't really go spoilerly, so you can check that out. So, what else? So, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to dominate this conversation. Uh, David, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I'm, I've also been playing Child of Light. Uh, what did you chime in? What, what do you think of Child of Light so far? I like it. I mean, you guys have pretty much covered all my thoughts. I the. The rhyming thing is weird. The gameplay is too easy, but I'm gonna change it to hard. Now that you know. Yeah, and uh, I like flying around. <laughs> have, you, have you played anything else besides Child of Light, though? Yeah, I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy X, Ten Two HD. Just recently finished Ten after doing a lot of the extras and clocking in over a hundred hours. Oh my gosh! Right. Then again, it's like one hundred. I got five hundred. Someone says. <laughs> I'm sure someone and that's does. The HD version, like impossible. Just like they did it anyway. Yeah. Uh, every uh, single waking moment. I remember when I I didn't do this with the HD version, but on my PS2 version, you know, years and years ago, I did a ton of Blitzball, like making sure like all my characters like learned all the different Blitzball moves. I spent like probably a hundred hours in that alone. To be honest, I don't think I've ever clocked. A game over 100 hours, unless it's like really? Fantasy Star Online 1 I did, and Final Fantasy 11 I did. That's wow. it. Dragon Rock Online, maybe, but that's like... Ask Simon how many hours he's put in League of Legends. Oh, so I did a calculation, guys. It's actually pretty funny. I have 850-something wins, or I think actually 880-something. 40, like 40 minutes a game so or something? I'm, I'm going to do the calculation right now. I have 800-something... Let's say I have 850 wins... I have 700-something losses, so let's say I have 750 losses. Jeez, you suck. That's 1,600 <laughs> games. That's 1,600 total games. On average, each game will take roughly 35 minutes. But let's say for the sake of, let's say 40. So times 40, that puts me at 64,000 minutes. So I'm going to so divide like, that by... So that's like 1,000 hours? 1,000 hours. Right, 1,066.6 repeating hours. So I'm going to divide geez. that by 24... Because that's how many days I've played of it. You I've could have learned 40. piano in that time. I've learned <laughs> 44.4 repeating days of League of Legends. That's not as much Estimation. as Final Fantasy XI. I have 65 days of Final Fantasy XI. And this that's is not. this is no this is just for normal. I haven't counted 3v3s or Dominion or all this other shit on the games there. that aren't like just waiting and playing. I played even, way like, too matches. much of this game, but actually, I think my second most played game of all. Well, maybe my third, but. I think my second most game, uh, most played game of all time might be Tales of Vesperia. I clocked really? In, yeah, That's I clocked in game. 200 hours 
Jeez. I can't spend that much time with the JRPG. On, like, on the 360 version alone, and I clocked in roughly about 225-ish on the Japanese version. See, I got every ending in Chrono Trigger, but that game's like 20 hours long, and getting to those endings sometimes, oh, like, like, just about at the beginning of the game. And so I must have spent like maybe 50 hours tops in one, like, long well, session. I loved Vesperia. Like, That's, I love Vesperia. It's oh, one of my favorite Tales games. Granted, I love Graces more, but I spent less time with Graces. So. To be fair, this is coming from a guy who's never gotten a platinum trophy and isn't much of a completionist. Oh, I've only gotten one platinum trophy ever in my life. Yeah. And I'm not proud of the game, which I've platinum trophied. So. What was it? Zephyr oh. 13. Oh. I platinum did in the Japanese. I heard that's an easy one, though. So. I platinum on Japanese, too. So Hey, it was hard on Japanese, all right, because I couldn't read the fucking shit. Well, yeah. That's your fault. Yeah. So... I was. What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, let's, we, should, we should talk about Tales of Hysteria. No? Okay. I don't really have much to contribute to that. Nah. I'm not much of a Tales guy, so. We don't, really need to, we don't need to talk about it long, but basically they they announced recently that it's just going to play a lot like Graces, so it's like that battle system. Backflip, 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 yeah. backflip. Like a CC back. system, you know, dodging, combos. Like, it's not. it's not... You know, a full range of movement like Vesperia, you know. Or Exilia, right? It's more yeah. like targeting, like, straight it's up. very radial, circular. Now, yeah. they, haven't, they haven't said anything about, like, like if it has, like, those skill trees that um, Grace has had, you know, like, you'd go from one skill to the next to the next, and depending on which skills you did, Does you know, the, the what, what effects they did. So we don't know any details on that, but it's we know it's going to be something like Grace's, not like right. Zilla. They did make the point that spirits were going to play very, very different from humans. Also dragons. Right. They're also focusing on dragons. <laughs> Which, I don't know how that's going to work because they've revealed like four spirits so far, right? Four? Is it four? They've revealed four Three characters. Spirits. I don't know what you mean, no, wait, I don't know what you mean by spirits. <laughs> wait, so they revealed... Okay, so there's two human characters that were showed so far, which were... Yes. Slay and Alicia. And or there's Alicia. three other characters. And, like, each character has, like, an element of some sort. Like, there's the right. water character, the earth character, and the fire character. Yeah, so, so... That's what we know. So we don't we don't know a ton, but... Or that we know Persona 5, pretty much. Right. <laughs> Persona 5 is what? Like, the shackles of... That's what the... The, the shackles around, like, the, the chair legs that could easily... You could just lift the chair, and it's gone. It's, if there's no it. trailer at E3... It, is it safe to assume... It's dead. <laughs> no, no, no. Is it safe to assume that this is not coming out this year in Japan? Like, even though they said it, like... Is it serious? They yeah. said next year, wasn't it? No, they said winter 2014 for Japan, right? That's... I would, I would, I'm yeah, surprised it'd be that close. Hysteria. Hysteria. Oh, I thought we were talking about Persona now. <laughs> well, like, Persona 5 winner, they... They said 2015 already for Persona, so it doesn't matter. But 2014 it, for Japan, but we still haven't seen anything. <laughs> yeah. Except on the website for Persona 5, it said 2015, though. For the U.S. For the U.S. Yeah. For the West, yeah, Japan. I would, I'd, I'd see it coming this year. It's just funny how we haven't seen anything yet. They yeah. announced stuff in July. Hysteria, which is coming out and doesn't have a release date for this year. They've announced stuff in Persona in July that came out that fall, so it's not like it's completely unheard of. I guess, but like... Like, I don't know. Like, I'm still, like, I'm still... Persona 4 was announced in July and came out later that year here, so... Well, not announced in July, but announced the localization. If there's no trailer at E3, I'm just saying, I have very little confidence that this game is going to come out in 
this year for Japan. Uh, it's, it's at the same time like it doesn't matter because they already have a plot for us, like a plan for us. But I, I, as long as they get the time that they need to put into those games, because right now it's like, what are they going to do next to capitalize on the success of the previous games? Persona Five, they're going to, you know. I say that they sort of like. Death. Let's call it the Persona series like fell into a same sort of the same rut as the Kingdom Hearts series in the sense that like they sort of let the popularity just like dwindle, sort of hard. Well, they're kind of. I mean, Persona Four is, was a huge success, and it's still I as mean, popular as it ever was. They've it's like the most another anime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. What the so, shit? But, but at the same time, you look at like the popularity charts in Japan. It's like Persona Five is way up to like top three. Like it's, it's always competing with Final Fantasy Fifteen. It's going to be hard for that to, I think, live up to expectation, you know. That's with any, that's with all Persona games. 4 I don't know, game. I think they waited too long. That We're talking about all the games. Persona 5, Tales of Hysteria, and Final Fantasy XV, it's the same issue with all of them, really. That, I disagree, because the, the longer you wait, the harder it becomes for, like... Well, uh, actually, like I actually... Agree. You agree with me, aren't you? No, 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 <laughs> actually, no it's just... I, I do think, I do think Persona thing, 5... I think. I do think Persona 5 maybe is taking a little bit too long, but I, Persona 4, when it came out, you know, I think people liked it, but Persona still wasn't that big of a thing. And then, you know, uh, some time passed, and kind of the word of mouth, like, hey, this Persona 4 game is really good, and it gave people a chance to play it, and then it was re-released, so people picked that up. And I think that some time passed allowed Persona 4 to get even more popular. So, so, but I do agree to some extent that Persona Five taking this long is maybe not Obviously, a good thing. Uh, but at the same but time, it's like, yeah, Alice was going through so much during that time, though. It's like Catherine was supposed to be that game that was like, well, we know how to work with HD consoles now. Let's put out this game. Was, but then all that other stuff happened with Gamebryo. Yeah. It's that they obviously change it. It's, it's, it's that they were trying to learn yeah, how to use the consoles. Yeah, it. it's, it's about learning to use the consoles. I, I don't know about the whole engine thing. It's, it's also the fact that, you know, being sold off like that and then all the issues with index holdings and all that and Sega. But at the, at the same time, it's, they obviously saw that there's still money to be made with Persona 4. It's like, why um, squander that now? Especially with Persona 4 Arena and all that stuff. So, Persona 4 Dancing. Yeah, yeah, dance all night. Just I I want to play it. <laughs> it's after music. That and Persona Q. I yeah. really want to play Persona Persona Q. That game looks fun. I never played that Train Odyssey, but Persona it's, Q is it's Train Odyssey Four. Pretty damn good. Like I enjoy Train Odyssey Four quite a bit. Like the music, the soundtrack is probably one of the best. Like in the entire generation, like it's it's amazing. The music. I've heard. <laughs> it's got yeah. It's got the guy who did the soundtrack for Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage 2, who did it. And it's, oh, it's the first time he did an orchestrated soundtrack, and it, man, blows doors off. So now what? So anyway, <laughs> well, yeah, so what, what else do we got here? So, what, I don't know, well, we can talk about Demon Gaze. Yeah, Demon Gaze came out this month. Um, I have only I've only started it. Uh, it's it's a dungeon crawler and it, it's first person dungeon crawler, kind of like the old SMT games, like uh, or like SMT uh, Strange Journey, where you don't really see your characters as you move, but you uh, have this first person view in like a grid like you know environment, going through these dungeon areas, and uh, 
you get different characters that you basically get to create, which I guess is kind of like an Etrian Odyssey game. Um, their class and their, you know, their equipment and their their race, even. You kind of have full control over that. Um, and there's a front row and a back row uh, in battle. So it's it's kind of a, you know, it has a lot of the typical trappings of a, of a dungeon crawler. Um, it's a pretty nifty game when it's not being uh, creepy. <laughs> there's a lot of... <laughs> it's, to me, though, I mean, I've played almost as much as you have at this point, and it's just played sparingly. I mean, it's it's got some of the same trappings that you would expect, but I personally, I think the art is probably the, the biggest appeal for that game, the, the art style, especially because, like, just starting off, you get to choose your character, and there's, like, how many other? Like, 25, 30 different characters to choose from, all with their own art style. The only thing, 45. though... 45. 45? Oh, yeah, so it's got a ton of them. And you also can download the Disguise DLC for the first month, which you should grab it, oh, even if you know don't know if you'll buy it. Yeah, definitely buy it. Be- grab it, because it's free for now. Um, even if you may not get Demon Gaze until later, it's like, why not download it now and then have it on your um, purchased items list? But the the only thing is that your character is always referred to as a male. Yep. And so I have a female party with a female main character, always referred to as a dude. <laughs> that's, so that's always kind of, it's like, why couldn't they just, you know, throw in an S in there? It's like, it felt kind of lazy, but that's that was my only issue so far. I was just like, it, like that yeah. one thing. Well, the general structure of the game is you have a kind of a home base that's an inn, like a hotel, and there's all these different quirky characters in the inn that, you know, do different things. And you can talk to them, um, and they have quests, and there's a quest list. And then when you leave this inn, there's different kind of dungeons that you can crawl through that I kind of mentioned already. Um, And then in these dungeons, you are looking for demons. And with these demons, you can – they can effectively join your team. They're not one of your party members, but kind of like another, you know, another – another part of the party, and they, ha- they do different skills um, to either hurt the enemy or boost your team. Um, it's so you completely have, computer controlled, yeah. Yeah, so, so you kind of have your party that you control, and then you kind of have a demon that's kind of like helping your party. Um, so I'm at the point where I only have three demons that can help me, but they all do different things, and not only in battle, but out of battle. Like, one of them uh, reveals, like, secret walls to knock down. One of them makes it so you don't take damage from, from like, hazards in the dungeons, and that's the one I use most of the time. Yeah, um, you always stick with that one, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the thing with equipment that's kind of weird is, like, most of your equipment you get from the dungeons. Yeah. You, you find these little portals that that basically release an enemy, but you basically put a little gem on there. Like, if you want a sword, you put a sword gem on there, um, or, a, or a, a helmet gem, or a shield gem, or whatever you want. And you fight the enemy, and then they'll drop that type of equipment, so you, so you can give to your characters. Uh, you're not really buying equipment from shops, so you, you get these gems, and you kind of get this randomized drop, you know, from these encounters. So yeah. you, you kind of have to deal with what you're given. Um, and those, and they're straightforward. Yeah, they're, they're pretty st- they, you say that pretty much off the bat. It's like, you're not going to really be buying weapons here. You're mostly going to be selling that stuff to me because I can give you money. And it's important because money plays such a huge part in that game that you definitely want to use those portals to the best effects because the more because you, you can put up to three gems on each spot, and the more gems you put, um, 
the better more gems. that could drop. Yeah. yeah, the better the, and obviously there's like rare gems that you might come across that can drop better items, and even things called artifact gems that unlock skills either passive or active that you can use um, during battle and stuff like that. So and the reason why you need money. Like we said, you're not buying weapons a bunch, but you're yeah. money for these gems, as well as uh, rent. <laughs> rent. You have to pay rent for your inn, so you have to always have some. Yeah. It's, back. Wait, you have to pay for rent? Yeah, yes. because at the start of the game, you have one character, and then as soon as you get a second character, because everything you have to rent is, out their room. <laughs> yeah, the, the basically a home base is an inn, and so yeah. you go there, and then you have you start off with just your room that you're given. And that's fine. You still have some rent to pay. It's just like... Um, so you have to pay for your allies, pretty much. Yeah, you yep. pay for a new room, and then you recruit a new character with that. So and, and it goes up. Yeah, yeah it, it goes up um, uh, based on... I think like, it's based on your level. <laughs> yeah, it's based on level, but it's also like... Ace How many cards party member? Yeah. yeah. Every new one, it's like either goes like 1,000, then like 3,000, 5,000... Um, I forget the name of the currency, but dollars. So it's just, a pretty... Dollars. It does. It does. I'm saying I'm playing them. It's not gold, dollars. It's gold, no. gold, gold pieces, what have you. Okay. Kind of like with conception, maybe there is kind of, or what Simon would call otaku bait. Like for instance, when I'm talking to you know the inn manager, and to prove she's human, she starts stripping. And <laughs> it's like, why? Good way. <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's weird. And it's especially the little um, maid assistant, she's ridiculous. Yeah, case. there's a cat maid, so... Yeah, she's... You catch her sniffing the girl's This is called Otaku Bait, the podcast. It's, it's really... It's weird. <laughs> that's what... That's what's, what What can you do? That's what Demon Gaze... It's like the art is... most. A lot of the art is, like, halfway sexual, so it's... Damn it. But Why do you do this to me, man? It's... It's but a lot like... The, like, say the male art, it's... It's not, it's not quite power fantasy, but it's got it's got some great looking art. Like it, the, everything looks clean and crisp. It, it looks amazing, especially like the crazy monster designs could be um, fun to look at. But like going back to the money thing, though, is that so you have it takes obviously it costs money to um, add more characters. It costs money to um, um, pretty much do anything. And you can buy equipment. It's just that yeah. you. Um, it's not that good. You, it's better to get to use these gems to get these drops. So it's got some interesting ideas um, that uh, it's, it's, it can be fun if you like dungeon crawlers and can put up with some of the otaku bait. I, I do. I, I think the the helper um, demons are pretty cool because it's that you can either summon them at the beginning of the battle or they may just randomly show up and yeah. they have like a limit of how long they can be in battle. So if you summon at the beginning, they're there until you have to send them back into their, let's say, a Pokeball, you know, just like, uh, a return, and then you're back there. It's, but if, if you leave them out too long, they can go berserk, and then they can either attack your party, or obviously, I mean, they're already not under any control, and so they're completely computer-based, and so you can't tell them what to do. They can do whatever they want. But as uh, Adam mentioned, each demon has their own specialty, like with Mars, she can go ahead and like has the best attack, and then you have um, Kronos who does help or defense. defense, yeah. Yeah, and then um, so it, it's it's a lot of that, and the the battles can be pretty hectic, and it's it's a difficult game. Like, it's really difficult. Yes. Even on easy, you could get killed pretty simply. So, 
But how is the curve though? Is it get easier or is it the difficulty? It starts off. Apparently, uh, uh, we wrote some, or Elizabeth wrote some uh, tips on the site. Apparently, yeah. it seems to be a pretty good, you know, ramp up in difficulty. Apparently, there's a kind of a point in some castle that I'm not at yet, with that kind of is where that hits you really in the face with, you know, a difficulty spike. But I'm not it's, there yet. Yeah, and you know, you can go to this person at the end and change the difficulty level oh. to like easiest. But that even at these, yeah, into the 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 basement um, girl, but the even that easy, the game can you can be killed pretty. And it's it's obviously like like a dungeon crawl. You expect like your health low, uh, you die, and that's it. Uh, save points. You have to go to those portals we mentioned. Those are the only places you can save the game. But I I feel like they're all over the place. And so and once you get use them yeah. once, saving is not really an issue. <laughs> yeah, once you use them once uh, and defeat the monster on that portal, you can use them whenever. So I never had a problem with that, and it's you can always reload your save at any point. So yeah. Um, otherwise, the only other thing I need to want to or need to say about that is that you know the story is not really that interesting at all. To be most dungeon crawlers don't have it. Yeah, it's. I mean, there is one. There's, there, there's some text to sit through, and there are characters it's, that talk, and it is you know just blah. <laughs> it's it turned out to it's the Drazel tree just killing life or something, but in this, in this, yeah, this, this is, you're not here for the story, but you hear it for mostly the art, the music's all right, um, but it's mostly the art. Lots of vocals, lots of high pitch. Yeah, vocals. a lot of, a lot of anime <laughs> music, but it's, Wait, good I, anime I music or bad anime music? I think it's, it's decent. It's not anything. You think anything is good? We need to ask, we need to ask the expert here. Adam, is Wait, it good? Is the expert? No, the guy I don't, I don't like think that music is very good. Okay, good. It's, I like I said, it's, it's very not, good. It's it's middle. Of the but way. actually, not, I need I need to get some validation. Do you think Persona music is good? Me, oh, it's it's different from Persona. It's, it's not uh, it's not Persona music. Uh, no, I just wanted to know if you knew if you knew what good music was. It's mood music. It's not really it's anything that like it, it's not like bombastic like shredding guitars and stuff it's like not, that. It's, it's not just, like it's not upbeat it's not, like Persona. It's not Etrian Odyssey music. It's, it's vocal like not. it's 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 kind of weird. Okay, it fits into the it fits into the mood of the game, but the it's like. It's yeah, it's kind of blah. But other than that, it's so far. I think I think I'm, I'm kind of liking it. For a dungeon crawler, it's it's actually pretty good. It's very traditional dungeon crawler. Like you can um, you can set yeah. like auto uh, mapping and stuff like that. Oh, nice. And, and you can you can even like select a point on the map and say go here and it goes there. The only thing I I wish it had that it doesn't like Etrian Odyssey has it uh, for especially it's that you can draw a path. And just set it to go, and then it instantly does it. Like for example, if you're trying to grind enemies um, in Eternal Odyssey 4, you can set it so that it's like just keep continuously going around in a circle around this area, and then it just keeps doing it in and out of battle, like out of battle. I mean, so like you can just sit there and hold a button down, and then just watch TV or something, and just grind out experience. So, but that's kind of cheating. But at the same time, I, I liked it. So, and it's it can be useful, especially when you're trying to. It's basically. Yeah, it's basically a game I'd recommend for people who like dungeon crawlers, but if you don't, stay away. <laughs> it's so. the people that like the Nipponichi style of dungeon crawler. It's, it's yeah, it, it works it's very. Good. It's a very typical dungeon crawler. Lots of, you know. All right. Yeah. So. There's better. There's better dungeon crawlers out there. Like Legend of Grimrock is a great dungeon crawler, but in, if you're looking for that, especially one with a lot of art assets in it, um, Demon Gaze is worth it. Okay. So, other than that, I mean. I play a lot of Fantasy Star, but I'm not going to get too much into that. I beat one and two finally, after all these years of going through it. It's very, 
grind heavy. Awesome. That's what I found out. I don't know. Have you guys ever played Fantasy Star before? I haven't played a, a single bit. second of a Fantasy Star game. <laughs> so the the thing I've noticed is that the first game came out on the Master System, and then the second game came out on the Mega Drive, and so it's very noticeable the leap in the um, the uh, the change in the quality of, of the game itself. So and how are you playing these? On the Sonic Ultimate Genesis Collection that came out yeah. on the PS3, uh, you can play all four of them. And so I... Well, actually, is it all four? I think it was, yeah, so... I, I knew some of them were on there anyway. I haven't played them. Yeah. I, I, but anyway, yeah, it's, 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 it's very, like, I've played Fantasy Star 2. It's the game that people like to hold up as the ultimate, like, one of the best RPGs of all time kind of thing. And it was it was really good. It's what I've noticed though is that especially this is true of all those games from back then. It's that most of it was grinding, like in that game. It's mostly like, hey, uh, not to spoil it, but um, one of the parts in the game is that you have to go to like these different towers and collect these uh, pieces of equipment that are important to this one of the characters. And um, so that entire time you're just facing monsters and grinding to get to those spots and get the items and then leave the place. So it's it's a lot of that. Um, the story is really cool, though. Like if 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 only they worked on the story more, it'd be great and move some of the grinding. Like I'd be way more into it. Um, and and the the things that do happen in that story, like a couple of the major moments, are pretty great. Like it's 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 some, even all these years later, I can I definitely see why people felt so strong about those games. And the soundtrack's good. They're catchy. It's it's it gets in your head. Especially because some of those places use the same music, but at the same time, like for what it's worth, it was really good. Thanks yeah. um, Star One, it's it was cool having a lead female character that's both very strong magic and physical uh, attacks, you know, and not pandering like a certain character from a new Final Fantasy game. Uh, so I enjoyed it. And the Fantasy Star is one of those franchises that. You know, it's a classic that I need to get around to someday. Yeah, it's it's actually it was pretty good. I mean, if you if you I mean, especially if you grew up in that era, it, you find much it's easier to get into than well, some people are like the two. I usually don't have an issue with uh, jumping back yeah. in generation. So the, speaking of generation, though, is that I checked out part of the Fantasy Star generation that came out in the PlayStation Two in Japan. The one of the things you notice in Fantasy Star One is that when you beat a boss or anything, it just dumps you out. Like you like you're just there and like oh I guess I beat him I guess I gotta go home that's that's how it is like the it's like that and like you go into like these different um, houses and you talk to somebody and that's it they say like a one or two lines and that's it and uh, Fantasy Star Generation One which is the remake that they came out with that I I really wish they would have brought over um, a couple of different things one in the Fantasy Star games on the gen excuse me on the Mega Drive and Master System money is pretty hard to come by. Like, you really have to grind to get money in that game, especially buying items. Like, you buy a few pieces of equipment, you're gone. Like, your money's done. And that's it. You gotta go out there. Um, in the PS2 version, you start off, like, in one chest in the first game, you get, like, 200 Meseta from a chest in a dungeon or something. In this game, you get, like, 2,000 or more. It's, and it's, like, you never have problems with money ever again. Like, it's, it's pretty much, like, you face a few battles, you have, like, 30,000, 40,000 Meseta, you're lucky to get that much Meseta after like an hour of grinding in the original version of that. So, 
it's like the it's, you can definitely see the contrast between like old school RPG to modern takes. So that that was a lot of fun. And I'm moving on to Fantasy Star Three, where apparently another female character lies that people are kind of mixed about. So I'll see how that goes. But I just feel like I bring that up just because I've been kind of playing my backlog right now. So so anyway, I think we pretty much exhausted all worth talking about, so next month should be pretty exciting, though. Yep. Thanks, Thanks, David. Yeah, E3 coming <laughs> Yeah, so E3, um, we have some pretty great things. We already are talking about some of the things we'll be covering for E3. Um, a lot of Witcher 3 coverage, Lords of the Fallen, I'm definitely going to get back into C, and then hopefully we can see more fantasy, Final Fantasy 15, at least a trailer, maybe. Uh, maybe a trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3, if, they're, if we're lucky. Um, maybe we'll hear, hear more localization announcements. I really hope they show off more Atelier. Um, I hope they... Because that was one of the things that they announced silently at E3 before it was like the Tutori um, game was coming up. Or maybe we'll see Atelier or Yashir Plus there, which would be great. Um, and then, you know, a lot of other uh, cool things that they're, ta- they're trying to get us into different meetings. A lot of... Um, special interviews and things like that we're going to be tackling. It's, it's going to be pretty exciting, um, especially with some of the people that we're going to be able to talk to. Uh, you guys are going to see some amazing content um, for us out of E3. So I don't know if we'll get around to do a podcast in early June just because um, we'll see how things go. Uh, it might not be a bad idea, actually, you know, just talking about some of the things that we're looking forward to. You guys yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably hear some stuff coming cool up in that. May. Yeah. Yeah, Maze. We got some big like Dragon yeah. Guard three is out this month. There's Dragon Guard. There's a couple Moon of smaller Souls, games. The, yeah, um, um, Bound by Soul Flame. Soul. There's Mind Soul. Zero. A couple Soul of Sacrifice games. Delta. Mind Zero yeah. looks so bad. I don't know what you exactly to say. I want to play it before I judge it because people there'll always be the comparison. Yeah. You know? I I, I kind of blanket on some of the other stuff coming out this month. Watch Dogs. We might be covering just yeah, because. I think we'll, we'll probably have a review for Watch Dogs just because we're starting to branch out more and cover more of those types of games, even just for reviews, nothing else. Like, we won't be doing big news stories about it, but... Yeah, pretty much. You guys see... You guys see I think even Aaron was talking about reviewing Tex Murphy uh, for the site, which is awesome. I'd, I'd be up for it. I love Tex Murphy, so... His games. So, yeah. Um, we'll see a lot more of that then. Uh, for that, though, thank you very much for joining us for this episode of the TetraCast. I'd like to thank Simon, Adam, and David. Yeah! Woo! Child and baby by pregnancy by holding hands. Star children. Yep. Mix them with three dudes. That's how we do it here. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. You guys want to classmate later? This is a man mountain. Man mountain. Man mountain? Man mountain? No, this ain't no, 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 hey. No. Class mounting. Class mansling. Okay, it's class man. Okay. Uh, so you guys. Class mounting. Class mounting, yes. Okay. Same thing. Yeah, manting. Not mounting. Class manting. Uh, Don't get it mixed. Okay. okay. <laughs> very, very specific here. It's class manting. Like mating with an N. Okay. I just want to get that across. All right. Uh, Thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Uh, See you next time on the TetraCast. Bye. Bye.